Today is the 19th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, sounding a little more chipper than I feel. Jet lag is is not my favorite. But welcome from the land of the Bible uh, here in Israel. Uh, We've made it safe and sound and are getting all set up to take the journey uh, around this entire land. And uh, tonight, for the first time, we'll have uh, our opening dinner and everybody will get to see each other for the first time. I mean, lots of people are on the same flights. That, that, that's the thing of it. Flights from all over are, are landing in the land of Israel today and everyone will be collected and we'll all be together for the f- first time as a group tonight. So thank you for your prayers over all of it. A lot of travel is happening today. Uh, A lot of jet lag is being experienced today. And there are a lot of logistics uh, that are all to be put in place uh, for this journey. So thank you for your prayers. And uh, for the first time this year, we will read the Bible from the land of the Bible which will take us back into the book of Leviticus. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week. Leviticus 7, 28 through 9, 6. The Lord spoke to Moses. Tell the Israelites, the one who presents a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord is to bring an offering to the Lord from his sacrifice. His own hands will bring the fire offerings to the Lord. He will bring the fat together with the breast. The breast is to be presented as a presentation offering before the Lord. The priest is to burn the fat on the altar, but the breast belongs to Aaron and his sons. You are to give the right thigh to the priest as a contribution from your fellowship sacrifices. The son of Aaron who presents the blood of the fellowship offerings and the fat will have the right thigh as a portion. I have taken from the Israelites the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution from their fellowship sacrifices and have assigned them to the priest Aaron and to his sons as a permanent portion from the Israelites. This is the portion from the fire offerings to the Lord for Aaron and his sons, since the day they were presented to serve the Lord as priests. The Lord commanded this to be given to them by the Israelites on the day he anointed them. It is a permanent portion throughout their generations. This is the law for the burnt offering the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the ordination offering, and the fellowship sacrifices, which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. The Lord spoke to Moses, Take Aaron, his sons with him, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull of the sin offering, the two rams and the basket of unleavened bread, 
and assemble the whole community at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the community assembled at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Moses said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded to be done. Then Moses presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron, wrapped the sash around him, clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. He put the woven band of the ephod around him and fastened it to him. Then he put the breastpiece on him and placed the urim and thummim into the breastpiece. He also put the turban on his head and placed the gold medallion, the holy diadem, on the front of the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it to consecrate them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar with all its utensils and the basin with its stand to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed and consecrated him. Then Moses presented Aaron's sons, clothed them with tunics, wrapped sashes around them, and fastened headbands on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull near for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. Then Moses slaughtered it, took the blood, and applied it with his finger to the horns of the altar on all sides, purifying the altar. He poured out the blood at the base of the altar and consecrated it so that the atonement can be made on it. Moses took all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and he burned them on the altar. He burned the bull with its hide, flesh, and waist outside the camp as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. Moses cut the ram into pieces and burned the head, the pieces, and the fat. But he washed the entrails and legs with water. He then burned the entire ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma, a fire offering to the Lord, as he had commanded Moses. Next, he presented the second ram, the ram of ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it, took some of its blood and put it on Aaron's right earlobe, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses also presented Aaron's sons and put some of the blood on their right earlobes, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then Moses splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, as well as the right thigh. From the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one cake of unleavened bread, 
one cake of bread made with oil and one wafer and placed them on the fat portions and the right thigh. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons and presented them before the Lord as a presentation offering. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing aroma, a fire offering to the Lord. He also took the breast and presented it before the Lord as a presentation offering. It was Moses' portion of the ordination ram, as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments, as well as on his sons and their garments. In this way he consecrated Aaron and his garments as well as his sons and their garments. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the meat at the entrance to the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket for the ordination offering as I commanded. Aaron and his sons are to eat it. Burn up what remains of the meat and bread. Do not go outside the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the time your days of ordination are completed, because it will take seven days to ordain you. The Lord commanded what has been done today in order to make atonement for you. You must remain at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and keep the Lord's charge so that you will not die, for this is what I was commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord had commanded through Moses. On the eighth day, Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, Take a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, both without blemish, and present them before the Lord, and tell the Israelites, Take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, male yearlings without blemish for a burnt offering, an ox and a ram for a fellowship offering to sacrifice before the Lord, and a grain offering mixed with oil. For today the Lord is going to appear to you. They brought what Moses had commanded to the front of the tent of meeting, and the whole community came forward and stood before the Lord. Moses said, This is what the Lord commanded you to do, that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Mark 3, 31-4, 25. His mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him and told him, Look, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside asking for you. He replied to them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. 
Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Again he began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down, while the whole crowd was by the sea on the shore. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no roots, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce fruit. Still other seed fell on good ground and it grew up, producing fruit that increased thirty, sixty, and a hundred times. Then he said, Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He answered them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may indeed look and yet not perceive. They may indeed listen and yet not understand. Otherwise, they might turn back and be forgiven. Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand all of the parables? The sower sows the word. Some are like the word sown on the path. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. And others are like seeds sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But they have no root. They are short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. Others are like seeds sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those like seeds sown on good ground hear the word, welcome it, and produce fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred times what was sown. He also said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be added to you. For whoever has, more will be given to him, and whoever does not have, 
even what he has will be taken away from him. Psalm 37, 12 through 29. The wicked person schemes against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. The Lord laughs at him because he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and strung the bow to bring down the poor and needy and to slaughter those whose way is upright. Their swords will enter their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. The little that the righteous person has is better than the abundance of many wicked people, for the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord watches over the blameless all their days, and their inheritance will last forever. They will not be disgraced in times of adversity. They will be satisfied in days of hunger. But the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies, like the glory of the pastures, will fade away. They will fade away like smoke. The wicked person borrows and does not repay, but the righteous one is gracious and giving. Those who are blessed by the Lord will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be destroyed. A person's steps are established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, because the Lord supports him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned, or his children begging for bread. He is always generous, always lending, and his children are a blessing. Turn away from evil. Do what is good, and settle permanently. For the Lord loves justice and will not abandon his faithful ones. They are kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked will be destroyed. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it permanently. Proverbs 10, 5 The son who gathers during summer is prudent. The son who sleeps during harvest is disgraceful. Okay, so in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is uh, talking about agriculture. He's talking about uh, seed time and harvest and planting and, and types of soil. And then paralleling that with how people respond to the word of God. So uh, Jesus talked about a, a, a farmer who, who sowed a lot of seed and the seed itself was all uniformly good, right? Like uh, the seed wasn't the problem. 
and uh, and the seed had been scattered evenly over the ground, so the the dispersion wasn't the problem. However, after having done all of that, the hope of the harvest for the farmer had a lot more to do with the soil that the seed was planted in, right? The seed and the soil are equally important in the story, uh, revealing the collaboration that's required between the human and the divine in God's kingdom. And then Jesus kind of unpacks it, talks about the different kinds of soil that this seed fell into, and then what happened to the seed because of the soil that it was planted in. So, I mean, we're, we're like a month, over a month and a half into our journey since the beginning of the year. And we've been daily interacting with God's word and we've, you know, we've established a rhythm to do this every day for the rest of this year. And so the obvious poignant question for us is what kind of soil our hearts are becoming. None of us don't want the harvest in our lives, right? We all want the harvest in our lives. But if the seed's only going to be on the surface, it's going to get snatched away. If the seed is going to be planted in our hard and stony hearts, there's nowhere for the word of God to take root. If we're distracted continually by worry, or if we're seduced into chasing uh, any other number of desires, then, then the soil of our heart is thorny. And it's going to choke God's word out. So we're about to take a journey all over the land of the Bible. And it'll be interactive and it'll be fun. And uh, we'll have a good time. And there'll be lots of pictures posted and and lots of conversation about what we're seeing. But uh, since we're right out out uh, out in the front of this, we can make this very poignant for ourselves. Whether we're here or whether we're doing this virtually. Maybe it's time to tend the garden of our hearts. Like maybe it's time to intentionally become good soil and not just say, well, I got what I got. I mean, the soil back on the other side of the ocean where I live in Tennessee, there's a lot of rock and there's a lot of building going on over there. A lot of subdivisions are being built. So I've watched huge, you know, earth moving machinery Um, smash and pull out and smooth over rocky ground to make it a suitable soil for building. Uh, Otherwise, you know, the builder, whoever the developer was, could go, well, the soil's rocky. We can't build anything here. But instead, they kind of tended it and made it what they wanted it to be so they could build on it. We have to tend the garden of our hearts. We have to maintain the soil of our hearts so that it's good and ready to receive the word of God and the seed that it plants in our lives so that it can be cultivated and become the fruit of the Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you into that by first uh, just taking an assessment of of what kind of soil is in our hearts. 
And the truth probably is that we have all these kinds of soil in our hearts. There are hard places. There are stony places. There are thorny, thorny places. Oh, but there are good places too. And we want more and more of our heart to be good, fertile soil. So that we might produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much has been planted. So Holy Spirit, show us how to cultivate the soil of our hearts. And we do this in part by the way that we act and behave toward each other. So give us an understanding and patient heart, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. Of course, what's going on around here is that uh, we're about to begin this, uh, this journey all around the land of the Bible. And uh, we're here uh, trying to get acclimated. It's, uh, it's a drastic difference when, you, um, when you're moving eight hours into the future. Uh, because that's enough time to get your days and nights mixed up. And that is what I experience. And I don't like it because I don't like that disoriented feeling of uh, not really knowing where I'm at. And that takes a few days. Thank you for your prayers over that. I know I'm not the only one who experiences it. We're all in this together. And yeah, I've got my remedies. <laughs> Every time I mention jet lag on the Daily Audio Bible, I get some new ones. Some of them are good. I mean, I've tried lots of things, but the bottom line is at some point or another, when you're just getting into the, into the shift, your body's like, wait, it's supposed to be dark and it's light. We're supposed to be sleeping, but we're awake or vice versa. And uh, it's just part of the journey. So thank you for your prayers. Uh, tonight, we will all have dinner together. And uh, it'll be a f the first time that we're all kind of in the same place at the same time. And uh, we'll just uh, pray into and go over all that will be happening. And then uh, tomorrow morning, we'll be loading up and off we'll go. And I will uh, be giving you updates every day about where we're going, what we're seeing, what we're thinking about, what we're experiencing uh, and uh, we'll just ask you to pray for us. Uh, as we do this journeying, we'll be uh, leaving in the morning and heading into the wilderness. Of course, there are other things going on at the Daily Audio Bible. At dailyaudiobible.com, the prayer wall lives in the community section. And if you need prayer, or if you want to pray for your brothers and sisters, that is a really good place to reach out. All of our social media channels can be found in the community section of dailyaudiobible.com. This is where we will be posting videos and photographs, etc. Uh, about the journey and what we're seeing and experiencing as we're seeing and experiencing it. So you may want to follow along there. Uh, in a few days, this weekend, I believe this is scheduled for Saturday, and I'll get all, uh, I've got to actually get a little bit beyond this jet lag and kind of look up all the different time zones and blah, 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 but we will be broadcasting live once we arrive at the Sea of Galilee, and that is always a fun experience uh, because we can take, take questions 
from, uh, from, from brothers and sisters all over the world who are kind of going through this trip virtually, kind of bring you right in with us where we are at the Sea of Galilee. So uh, I'll be mentioning that as we get a little bit further. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. It lives on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. Thank you for your partnership, profoundly and humbly. If you have a prayer request or comment, there is a number you can dial, 877-942-4253 is that number. And that is it for today. Uh, signing off for the first time from the from the land of Israel. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey everybody, this is Pelham from uh, Birmingham, from Alabama, calling. Um, I'm always calling in for myself. It's always selfishness, and I, I, I'm working on that. I'm sorry. There's so many people that I pray for on the line that call, uh, that come through. I forgot your name, the soccer player that's going to be uh, standing like like he's on the cross every time he scores a goal. You, he's the young man that's waiting to find a club to, to hire him, uh, to get him recruited, praying for that guy. I'm praying for so many different women going through so many different things. I'm calling today because I miss my wife. It's Valentine's Day. I haven't talked to her in almost two months. She hasn't said a word to me. She called today. Cool this morning. I don't know what to do. She won't listen to me. She thinks that the God that I worship is not the right God. She thinks that we serve a different God, that she believes in a different God than me. I don't know what that means. There's one God and she knows that. I don't understand. Please, y'all pray for my family. Pray for the Lord's family and Anderson and Molly and Pelham. Thank you. Hello, Daily Audio Bible. My name is Kevin and I'm reaching out for support as I embark on my quest for a righteous life in the name of the Lord. I feel I have many sins to repent for and I am coming back into my faith after many years away from it. In my 20s and teens, I had kept in contact with the Lord, but only through spurts of troubled times. And I'm just calling for support as I make my way back into this life and the life God has called upon me. I've struggled with the thought that I've made a family without marriage, and I've struggled with the past addiction of alcohol and the destruction it caused upon me and others. I hope the Lord can forgive me, and I pray to stay in the narrow path he asked. May wisdom guide us all, and the Lord keep us safe. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Tito Ramirez again calling from Southern California. I was just calling, I was listening to the community prayer line and I was 
just drawn to call in. I, I love you guys so much, and that prayer line is so amazing. I listen to it a lot, just like Slave of Jesus, when I you know commute back and forth and stuff in the car. And Rebecca from Michigan, I, I know you called a, a while back asking about how it is that um, our relationship with the Lord, or God's relationship with the church is like marriage. And I was listening today, and I'm not sure what the lady's name was, but she called in and um, was tearful and sad because she was going through a difficult time in her marriage where she had been betrayed and her husband was a sex addict. And it sounded like they were trying to work through it, but there was a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And this came at the same time when we were listening to Brian read to us about uh, the children of Israel betraying God in the wilderness and worshiping the calf and the amount of hurt. And God, God kind of, you know, the, the, the kids that I treat always say they kind of wore it. Like they kind of, he kind of just exposed his emotion and his hurt. And I think that's one way. And I think that as we go through the Bible and we, and we learn more about God and, and how he responds and how he actually feels when we do certain things, we can understand more about how his relationships are like, you know, a relationship of a parent and a child, a relationship of um, a, a marriage with the church. And, you know, it just speaks to how much God loves us. When you hear somebody hurt like that, like she was hurting, I, I always think like, okay, you're not alone. God knows that hurt. Jesus knows that hurt. It's the hurt of betrayal. And it makes me want to be better because I love Christ and I don't want to hurt him like that. I don't want to hurt God like that. If God loves us perfectly, I don't want to betray that. And so I hope that helps to shed some... Hi, <clears throat> DAB. This is Kathleen, Mount Zion, Illinois. And I am just calling in for um, Much Afraid, who just heard your um, message on today is February 15th. And um, I just, um, I, you could give us some, a lot of detail on what to pray about. And um, in any way, I just, first of all, want to thank you for the service to the Lord that you have been doing for the past 15 years there in an Asian country, in a, in a Buddhist country. I can imagine the opposition that you face every day, whether, I mean, the, the, whether physical or spiritual, um, I, I can just imagine. And um, you were saying, I, you didn't weren't able to really say what was the issue, but it sounded like you were having some spiritual battles. So I just want you to know that I am praying for you. Um, in fact, let's just pray right now. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, please give strength of mind and body too much afraid that she can uh, call us another time with her other name that she had mentioned. She said, I should be overcomer. Um, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would give her strength. Whatever battles um, she is facing, uh, just pray with the whole body of DAB listeners right now, thousands and thousands throughout the world. Pray, we pray right now for overcomer or much afraid who will be overcomer and pray that you will strengthen her and thank you again for her heart of a missionary that what she has done I, I admire that so much 
Hi everyone at Daily Audio Bible. Uh, my name's Megan. I'm in London. Uh, it's a bit bizarre, really, for me to be calling. I've uh, this is my first ever call. I first started listening just towards the end of last year, but then I decided to restart everything on the first of January. Um, basically, the only reason I'm able to call today is um, I unfortunately had a migraine earlier and was sent home early from work. And it's weird how God works in mysterious ways. It means I've managed to come home. I've got the house to myself for a couple of hours. I was listening to the prayers on the way home and already my head is feeling tons better. So, yeah, prayer is powerful. Um, I, to be honest, I can't quite remember his name, but I think it was something along Christ as the light of the light of Christ. You called in a couple of weeks ago um, and you've been in my thoughts ever since. Um, I think you're having a really, really tough time. Um, well, to say the least, but I want you to know that I've been praying for you every day and, oh, well, I don't know if things are better for you yet, but if they're not, I just want you to know God is with you. We're all with you. And I hope you feel his presence and the strength that he gives you. Um, I've also got a request myself. Uh, unfortunately, my um, cousin is estranged from her mother. She's uh, currently living with my own parents. I don't live there anymore. I'm uh, in working life and everything. But it's really having a really strong impact on everyone. I'm not going to go into the details. It's not my story to share. But I know it's 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 kind of breaking up uh, everyone's hearts. So if you could just pray for them. Um, I know there are some good things coming out of it. I mean, I've managed to reconnect with my cousin who I hadn't been out to see for years. And actually, to be honest, if it weren't for the whole situation, then I probably wouldn't have found this app. So I am grateful to the Lord. I mean, it wasn't 